Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left, that ball's hit well, back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run! Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field, that ball's rocketed out of here! It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham! And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock! Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball, deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run! It's a home run! A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show. With Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Mayfield in the shotgun. Hubbard off his right hip. Three receiver look. Mayfield pumps over the middle. He completes. that Shy Smith. First down and more. Close to midfield. And Baker Mayfield getting that first third down conversion out of the way. Sennett is under center. This time he fakes. He rolls. He fires. He completes it. Touchdown, Kennedy Books. Sennett faked, rolled, Books opened up at the one and wedged his way into the end zone. And the Eagles regain the lead. McKinnon in there now. They fake to him. They run a tight end. Screen right side. Touchdown. Kansas City, the bulldozer on a right side tight end screen. He has yet to have a regular season touchdown in his career of eight years, but now he has a preseason touchdown and a postseason touchdown. It's TJ's fault. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. A1 and Turkey Bacon back with you. 19 days to kick off. Team number 10 in the countdown unveiled, bottom of the hour. Just two weeks to go in the countdown, Teach. By the way, a little bit later on, we got to talk some Big Brother. My guy's out. Daniel, out. We'll talk some Big Brother a little bit later on. Uh, I will not be winning the spotter boards from the first game of the Brent Venables era. No, you I'm a little won't. bummed by that. You won't. You know what I won't be here for? The finale, the last three teams of the Go countdown. Ahead. Uh, you to, might be. I'm going to have to pre-record those opens. I mean, unless you're going to double up. You might be here. All right, all right. Well, we might because, uh, remember, I'm taking vacation those days, too. (laughs) You are? So we might have to. You never verify that with me. (laughs) No, I don't know what I'm doing. I was going to, uh, a little behind the scenes here at the ref, I asked if I could have a couple of days off. TJ won't let me because he's taking a couple of days (laughs) off already. It's hard. It's really hard, folks. (laughs) It's really hard that TJ... You're a master. I've just got to give it up to you. You're a scheduling master, man. I mean, years in advance, TJ gets vacation This wasn't years in advance. This one was like last minute. got the whole Saturday football season worked out. I mean, you just are a master scheduling stuff. So I I guess. I work ahead. I work ahead. I guess I just won't. I guess I just won't do something. (laughs) No, we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. You can record things in advance. 
<laughs> okay, you're gonna, if you need okay, to. I see what you're saying. Um, are you aware of the Kentucky situation going on right now between John Calipari and Mark Stoops? They having an argument? This sounds familiar. DJ! Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're having an argument. The head football coach and head basketball coach at Kentucky are feuding, DJ. Imagine if Porter Moser and Brent Venables were angry with each other and it was playing out publicly. That is what is going on at Kentucky right now. <laughs> This is fabulous. So let, here's what here's what happened. I'm gonna play some audio for you. This is over the the John Calipari of school. It is right. Yes. Okay. Okay. John Calipari wants a new basketball practice facility. I guess there was uh, they had to like cancel a practice or something because of something wrong with their basketball practice facility, and he wants a new – he feels like their basketball practice facility is not where it should be for the caliber of school Kentucky is. So he said in The Athletic, in an interview in The Athletic, quote, this is a basketball school. It's always been that. Now let me just stop right there, TJ. I mean, that in and of itself, even if it's true – Yikes, you know, but he says, this is a basketball school. It's always been that Alabama's a football school. So is Georgia. I mean, they are no disrespect to our football team. I hope they win 10 games and go to bowls at the end of the day. That makes my job easier and it makes the job of all of us easier, but this is a basketball school. And so we need to keep moving in that direction and keep doing what we're doing. Yikes. So Mark Stoops did not care for this comment very much. And uh, he replied by tweeting at Calipari, basketball school, question mark? I thought we competed in the SEC, question mark. Then, after a scrimmage on Saturday, a practice on Saturday, he was asked about the situation at a press conference, and here's what he had to say. Mark, why did you, why did that raise to the point where you felt like you needed to comment on it as opposed to just behind the scenes or whatever? I don't care what anybody says about their program. That's not my business. That's not my lane. But when you start talking about my program, and, and others that we compete against. I mean, me, I, I, I don't do that. I stay in my lane. And, uh, you know, so that's in defense of my players, the defense of the work that we've done. And believe me, we want to continue to push. But don't uh, demean or distract from the hard work and the dedication and the commitment that people have done to get to this point and and uh, again I, I i don't need to apologize for that and uh i won't but we want more and we want to continue to push that but there are so many people so many fans so many coaches so many players that have sacrificed so much 
to, to improve at the level we've improved at. And listen, we all know this program wasn't born on third base. You know, so some may, but I could promise you this football team didn't wake up on third base. I did a lot of work. We did a lot of work. The commitment from the Joe Crafts and the so many different people and Mitch and Dr. Barnhart, you know, or uh, Dr. Capilouto, so many people have done so much that, that you have to have a respect and appreciation for. We all want more. Woo! I mean, we weren't born on third base. But he's not wrong with that comment. Yeah. No. Like, Kentucky basketball was humming on pretty good before John Calipari got there. Uh, Kentucky football's been garbage. I mean, they had a, a little bit of a blip here and there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's directly saying you were born on third base coaching Kentucky basketball. This is uncomfortable and fantastic. Can you imagine, TJ? No, I couldn't The imagine. athletic director, which, by the way, is Mitch Barnhart, which is Eric Barnhart's brother. He's been there forever. He's one of the longest-tenured, most respected ADs in America. He's got a football coach and a men's basketball coach that are at war with each other right now. And it's it's fun, too, that it's Calipari because Calipari puts himself on a pedestal that only Calipari puts himself on. Like, I'm not wrong. He doesn't. He's won one, right? He hasn't got two, has he? He's yes. just won one championship. I'm right on that, right? You're right. I think you're right. I'm going to look it up right now. But has been the favorite in, I don't know, there was a stretch there from 2010 to 2016-17 that Kentucky may have been favored in you know four or five of those seasons and had just disastrous meltdowns in the tournament. I think he only finished off one time, and that was 11 or 12, somewhere in there. He got that championship, and I don't. So, but Calipari talks about himself as if he's won seven or eight titles and is on a uh, Mount Rushmore uh, all alone. And so he kind of needs to shut up a little bit too, because he is massively underachieved uh, for what Kentucky expects from their basketball program. There was a couple of uh, quotes in there. That just sounded exactly like Bob. By the way. <laughs> when Mark, let me see if I can cue it up. Many players that have sacrificed so much to to improve at the level we've improved at. And listen, we all know. Right there. <laughs> That's Bob, right there. That's right. And listen, we all know. That is exactly. Improve at the level we've improved at. And listen, we all know. <laughs> God, I'm going to remind everybody, I mean, John Calipari really didn't invent Kentucky basketball. I think some people think he did. I'm just here to remind you he didn't. That's what he needed to drop. I mean, he picked – he should not have picked on a Stoops. That's all I'm saying. Like, he – this would have been much easier if uh, Eli Drinkwitz were the head coach of Kentucky football <laughs> or something, you know? Anybody other than a Stoops. <laughs> Because they round up the posse and they all come to hey, Bob's going to be firing at him here soon, and here comes Mike. And um, wow, I mean, what a just a ridiculous like Calipari started this. He wants a new bas- He wants a new training facility built. 
okay, I don't know if they'd need one or not. I have no idea what Kentucky's practice facility looks like. But what a horrendous way to do it is to say we're a basketball school. Even if it's true. I mean, it's true. It is. It's true. But even if it's true, you don't do that publicly. Well, it is true. But ask every Kentucky and Kansas basketball fan, would you rather be a basketball school or a football school? No, that's not true. I mean, they would They would basketball. rather be a, a football school. Everybody no, would rather would. be a football school. Not, not them. Not them. I mean, there are some places where basketball is more revered. Not many, and I know it's hard for us to imagine. But I lived in one for a while. Trust me. There's nobody in Indiana that would tell you, yeah, we'd give up all our basketball success for one football time. They don't care about football at all. Uh, but, man, I can't wait to see how this plays. All you can do if you're Calipari now is just backtrack. That's all you can do is apologize. In fact, he did come out. Yeah, he's trying to reach out and to Mark. Tweet. Mm-hmm. He's, they haven't talked. Calipari says he's tried to reach out to Stoops but hasn't been able to reach him yet. Quote, I was told about comments Mark Stoops made in his press conference. I reached out to Mark Thursday, and we'll try again. Comparing our athletic department to others was my bad. I have supported Mark and the football team through good and bad. I will continue to cheer them on. I will continue to support them and cheer them on. So he's trying to uh, backtrack here a little bit, but he has riled up Stoops. And he's, uh, quite frankly, like this is the wrong time to pick on the Kentucky football program because yeah. Mark has had a really nice last few years there. I was say, and, and, and expectations really over the last year and a half mm-hmm. probably as high as they've ever been there. So that I can remember anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, you asked about uh, national championships under Calipari. Hang on a second here. Um, where are we at here? Football. I think it's only one. I think oh, it is I'm one because I know basketball is what I want. UMass, he got there. They didn't win it, though. Then he had the Nets disaster. Memphis, they never won it. I think he's only got the one at Kentucky. John Calipari, 2012. That's it. Okay. I mean, and that's, okay. yeah. you know, that's a decade ago. Right. They've won eight uh, national championships in basketball. Uh, Adolph Rupp won four, Joe B. Hall won, Rick Patino won, Tubby Smith won, John Calipari won. Um, yeah. I mean, he still I mean, got at- one, so I got to credit him. But my thing is with Calipari is the way he talks and the way he pats himself on the back, you would think that he's got the four with Kentucky, you know. Right. Like he's the Nick Saban of basketball, right? Or correct. Yes. Like he, like he's equal to Coach K, and he's on the Mount Rushmore of men's basketball coaches, or something like that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have more success than that. So. Well, worth keeping an eye on to see where this goes. I would imagine there will be a fascinating get together in the athletic director's office later today, Teach. Hopefully they just set up a uh, a little steel cage fight and let them go at it for a few rounds. I mean, 
Mark Stoops. I got Mark Stoops in beat that. the ever living <laughs> tar out of John I Calipari. Say, I got Mark Stoops all day in that one. That matchup, like if it ever went sideways at OU, the Venables Moser matchup would be like unbelievable. Like that's oh, it would end do. up going to a draw when neither one could continue High to compete. Old. Yeah. I would, that's like two rabid Wolverines getting after each other right there. That would be unbelievable. 719 in the morning. We are getting closer to unveiling team number 10 on our countdown. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. He's Toby. I'm TJ. He watched the uh, Field of Dreams game on a phone. I watched it on a television. I'm a bigger Reds fan than he is. Oh, this hour man. is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. That corn looked really tiny. Four five three six one thirty three eighty or SaxonRealtyGroup.com. You know what? Uh, what hurt me was. Man, when when Junior and, and Dad uh, Griffey Senior came rolling out of the corn, that was an yeah. awesome moment. And then when Ken sure. drops the line, and then the first toss he throws the Dad, Dad drops it and looks at yeah. gave uh, Griffey a look like uh, a father gives a kid in the backyard. And I'm thinking, what are you looking at, pops? He threw it straight to you. You're the one that dropped right. it. <laughs> right. But he looked at Junior like, how dare you make me look like that on live television? I know I'm a homer, and uh, Joey Votto's my favorite player, but I wish they had left him mic'd up for nine innings. Um, I mean, that was You know I give you a hard time about Joey Votto all the time. It was the best part of the whole night. He was hilarious. The stories he was telling, the the line he dropped of, hey, guys, hey, hey, I'm going to tell you a story right now because I'm playing first base in a Major League Baseball game. It's not like I have anything to do. What else do I have to do? No, he was great. And then great. Wilson uh, Contreras broke his leg, it looked like, in the middle oh, yeah. of that inning. Uh-huh. And then it was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just going to come game. out and catch the next inning. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, no, I, listen, uh, Joey's a fantastic baseball player. I don't know if he's going to the Hall of Fame or not, but he's had an unbelievable career. But he is he's just cool, man. I mean, he's just, you know, funny and, and down to earth and entertaining and that's the kind of thing right there. And I think they did it in the Sunday night game last night. I didn't watch that game, but I saw some clips that they turned a double play while they were talking to who's the Yankee second baseman. He was wearing a mic. So more of that kind of stuff to yeah. make baseball entertaining is great. Uh, not just on. during all-star games, during re- regular season games. Oh, he's further back than I thought. I was thinking Votto would be closer to – Pushing for three thousand hits if he played four or five more years, but he's he's over. How many uh, hits does he have? He's he's at uh, two thousand and ninety-three, so he's mm-hmm. nine hundred and seven away. So, huh? I don't know yeah. if he'll get there. He's gonna. Or not. Ha- I don't know if he'll get there or not. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's Canadian one of those markers that he would be in there. But he's a great player. Has had a lot of big time seasons. Um, I just don't know if it's enough to get him there. I really respect guys who spend their whole career in one place. Oh, and absolutely. Don't move around to chase the trophy. Mhm. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't care about that. But the LeBron Jameses of the world and there's a whole bunch of those now who are like I want to just go play at the best team and w- I'll win championships, that's all I care about. That rubs me the wrong way. And the, you know, 
for me, the Reggie Millers and Joey Votto's of the world are respect like crazy. And the, a, a bunch has been made of Jeter and this whole documentary. And rightfully so. Hall of Fame, first ballot, Hall of Fame, great player. But it's one thing to stick it out in New York when you've got the best roster in baseball year after year. It's another thing to stick it out in Cincinnati or Kansas City or Milwaukee or Texas or wherever when you're not, you don't have championship rosters around you, but you're just like, you know what? I'm going to become a pillar of this community. I'm going to become one of the all-time greats in this franchise's history, and I'm happy here. And I love that. I love it when players do that. Yeah, I'm looking over his numbers here. His biggest thing is there's been a few seasons that he's missed because of injury, that he only played like 50, 60 games. He's not a big RBI guy, but he could possibly get to 400 home runs and 2,500 hits. Neither one of those are the uh, magical number, the 500 or the 3,000, but you got He's got an MVP. He finished second in another yeah. one, and he's got like one of the greatest on-base percentages of all time because right, he takes right. a ton of walks and gets a lot of hits. But he hasn't had any team success. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. And has only had... Longevity helps you sometimes in these debates. He's been around forever. He's widely respected, so maybe. But only three seasons know. over 100 RBIs, which is shocking to me with the amount of home runs he's got. That's crazy. Um, let's see here. What else do we have on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? I use that same sty- uh, style of uh, pot for... Uh, to boil corn, potatoes, sausage, shrimp, crawfish, all that for tailgating, and then I also use it for deep frying turkeys. It's the uh, Keith Wren pot. That's what you're. That's what you're getting. You're getting the Keith Wren. I don't know that I'm uh, getting it. I said I just hinted at it for Christmas. I mean, I just threw that pre-game, out there. Pre-game jambalaya or crawfish boil or whatever you're gonna do. Do you remember? Did you ever go tailgate with the Wrens? Either here or elsewhere, when when Cody Wren just was on your the team. stories of them. I never was at one oh of those. My gosh, so man, I missed it. We skip. Listen, you got to start recruiting some guys whose parents have tailgate Cajun uh, cooking all the time, like that parties. Like that was the greatest when Cody Wren was on our baseball team. His mom and dad would two or three times a year just hold a tailgate jambalaya party or whatever mm-hmm. and then when we played down at lsu like they oh it was the best and they just smelled up the whole community <laughs> just, just smelled up the whole you could community. smell you could smell cajun food for miles <laughs> <laughs> the Rin family just stunk up the whole community i loved plus cody was a great player i mean he was right. a character and i miss the Rins. <laughs> uh this says bob has already hired his staff but you never know what the future holds I, I, I'm, you know, even then I would think that he could find a spot for Kel if Kel says, hey, you mind if I come and. Uh, What's the name of their uh, team? Is it still the same? Is it the Renegades still? I don't know the answer. That's I don't know if I they changed them know. with this new uh, ownership and stuff. Uh, it was the Renegades. I'm assuming it's the same, but. I got uh, a call from uh, the old ball coach over the weekend. And I thought, well, here we go. He's about to ask me to be his play-by-play voice for the XFL. <laughs> and, uh. No, he wanted to talk about something else. So, no job offer. <laughs> Still waiting on that. Still uh, waiting on let's that. see here. Carol would like to know, are we going to have breakfast with a Joe C this year? Yes! We are. We are trying to nail down at 8. But, yes, that's going to happen. Uh, Joe has 
confirmed that he wants to do it again. So hopefully, uh, well, we got to do it here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Uh, hey, Toby, an idea uh, when the Sooners baseball schedule, will, oh, any idea when the baseball schedule will be rela- released? I'm anxiously awaiting the 23 season. Rowan it'll Shawnee. be a while. Yeah, it'll be a while. Basketball schedule's not out yet. Right. So I want to say, like, we start to find, uh, I want to say, when does that usually come out? Maybe November, TJ, or December, or something like that? It's usually, I'm trying to think. I I want to say, uh, not that late, I don't think, but it might be. It's December or January. I don't, it's not November. So we've got a while to go, several months. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a bit. It'll be a bit. Good morning, boys from Broken Arrow. Hope y'all had a great weekend. Let's talk some baseball or football before Big Brother. <laughs> hey, we control the show around here. Toby talked football right. earlier. He said they had a scrimmage. Right. I got nothing to report from it. Got, what more do you want commit. from us? We got to commit. We talked a little Texas stuff. We talked a little Kentucky uh, stuff. All that kind of stuff. Don't tell us how to produce our show. I had one angry at me on Friday, screaming about me and Drake talking Big Brother from last Thursday, mm-hmm. basically saying we're the new view of sports radio. Hey, the view's been highly successful for a long time. <laughs> Almost as long as us. All right, one more, and then we got to get to the uh, Can't wait for the real housewives of Kentucky coaches. Oh, boy. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come da- when we come back, the countdown hits number ten. T Row in the morning show here on the ref. Nineteen days to kick off. We'll be back. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's game over for Mario. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonves, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. It's day 19 in the Big Brother house, and we've had a first. Mario has removed himself from the game as he kept building ladders in the backyard, climbing over the wall, and eliminating himself from the game. Tonight, another house guest will see his crystal ball dreams come crashing down. But first, yes. This is the dumbest open yet. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law. 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Mario Cristobal. For those who are, are uh, a little out in the uh, so dumb. Miami was our number one. Yeah. Uh, to that texter last week, yes, I, I cashed that one. <laughs> cashed that one. That was great. You kidding me, little Mar- little Luigi and Mario. Um, I've played Mario Kart in a while. That sounds fun. All right, we're into the top ten, Teach. Let's remind people from whence we have come. Um, I don't want to play fifteen fight songs, but I might. I might want to hear three or four here today. Do you have them in front of you, Teach? I've got some, so if you want one, just say, and if I've got it loaded, okay. I'll play it. Or I can try well, to get to it quickly. Well, hit me with 25. Let's, get, let's just get it started with 25. Get the ball rolling here. All right, way back uh, three weeks ago, our 25th ranked team was Nebraska. 
People are getting excited about that uh, Nebraska game, too. I was talking to my dad about that last night. Uh, I think he might try to come up and watch that Nebraska game. Then we had K-State at 24, Ole Miss 23, Arkansas 22. Uh, Hit me with number 21, TJ. I always like hearing uh, number 21 there. Rocky Top, Tennessee came in at number 21. Mark Stoops in Kentucky were our 20th ranked team. We Maybe we should bump him up a little bit after him uh, going after John Calipari. I really respect that. USC 19, Texas 18, Wisconsin 17, Oregon 16. We had the Pokes at 15. North Carolina State, much to TJ's chagrin, made their debut in the countdown at number 14. Baylor 13, Auburn 12, and then hit me with uh, number 11 there, TJ. Our last team on our countdown we had on uh, last Thursday would have been the fight song of the Miami Hurricanes there. They were our 11th-ranked team under first-year head coach Mario Cristobal. Came from Oregon. We'll see if he can uh, make his way into an ACC championship game this year. I think he's got a chance against... Clemson, which brings us to today, the number 10 ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is Run! Run! The LSU Tigers come in at number 10. What are you screaming? Telling people to run. Fans may be coming around the corner. (laughs) Back-to-back first-year head coaches as uh, Brian Kelly in maybe the strangest fit of all the coaching changes this offseason takes over at LSU. He has been very awkward. Since taking over, trying to speak suddenly with a Cajun accent, uh, dancing awkwardly with recruits, and uh, now we're going to see if he can coach football still. He obviously um, made the controversial move from Notre Dame, maybe college football's most historic program, to LSU. And he said it was because he wanted to coach the very best players with the very best resources in the very best conference. Uh, LSU's been terrible, Teach, since they won the championship, since that beatdown they put on the Sooners in Georgia, that magical year with Joe Burrow. The last two seasons, they have had a losing record, 11-12. and 12. And Ed Orgeron uh, went nuts. Uh, that story is not worth revisiting, but they gave him the boot. And they bring in Brian Kelly, who has done a, well, he has done a lot of work. We'll see whether it was good work or not, trying to restock the cupboards. They have been very active in the transfer portal. Let's start on offense. Uh, Can't wait next hour to talk to Chris Blair, their play-by-play voice, because they've got quite the battle going on to see who the starting quarterback is going to be. Miles Brennan is still there. Sixth-year senior. Hasn't played since 2020 due to injuries. Uh, we'll see if he can win the job. He's the vet. I think it'll be Jaden Daniels. 
Arizona State, former Arizona State starter, had some very good games for ASU. They brought him in in the transfer portal. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, redshirt freshman. And then they have uh, Walker Howard, another freshman who has been highly thought of. They're battling it out. Uh, my my guess is Jaden Daniels wins the job, but we'll see. Um, whoever it is has a good offensive line, maybe the best wide receiver in the conference, and a very good running back around him. Kayshawn Bout is fantastic at wideout. John Emery Jr., uh, very good running back. He's back this year. And a uh, an offensive line that can move people. The question's quarterback. That's not a little question. It's a big one. But that's the question on offense for LSU because the rest of the skill positions and on the O-line, they should be very good. Defensively, they should be very good as well. B.J. Odlujari, linebacker, outstanding pass rusher. Uh, They got Ali Gay back. He's a senior this year. They thought he was going to go to the NFL. He decided to return. Uh, Defensive lineman, Mason Smith, Micah Baskerville. Their front seven is stout. Mike Jones Jr.'s back. They're going to be very difficult up front to move the ball on the ground against. And in the defensive backfield, they got a couple of returning starters in Jay Ward and Major Burns. And one of the guys they went to give him some depth back there is the OSU uh, starter last year, Jarek Bernard, Bernard Converse, who transferred to LSU this year. So they will be solid, uh, probably north of solid defensively. Schedule-wise, should start 4-0. and They've got an interesting opener against Florida State. But they should win that game, especially considering it's in New Orleans. Florida State, not in the top 25, still trying to get their feet under them. Then they've got Southern, Mississippi State, and New Mexico all at home. So LSU should be 4-0 and when the schedule turns tough. Difficult run from there. Auburn at home. Tennessee, or excuse me, Auburn at Auburn. Tennessee at home. Florida at Florida, Ole Miss at home, Alabama at home, Arkansas at Arkansas, a break with UAB, and then Texas A&M at Texas A&M. Okay, so here's what I think about LSU teach. I think they are not as good as uh, Alabama and Texas A&M on their side of the conference. I think they probably are the next best team there. But it'll be a dogfight between them. I think they're a little better than Arkansas, but they got to go play them in Fayetteville this year. I think they're a little better than Ole Miss. I think they're definitely better than Mississippi State. Even that Tennessee game, you know, could be uh, interesting. I think LSU is the third best team in the West. They are good at all positions, except we don't know what they are at quarterback. That's a Huge question mark. So I think a nine and three team, nine and three, they're going to lose the Alabama and uh, Texas A and M games, probably. But and they'll lose one more somewhere along the way. Somebody will trip them up. But I think LSU's a nine and three team, first year under Brian Kelly. Too high, too low, or just right. That's how I feel when you ask me that question with them. It it should be just right. I just 
have a hard time seeing this Brian Kelly thing work there. But going back to the last coach, I would have said there's not a coach that would fit better with a program than Ed Ogeron did with, and he got him a title, but the way it completely fell apart. So maybe this will mesh beautifully, and it just was a rough start. Um, and as they go through this process, he, you know, becomes a legend there and wins a title or two. So I just have trouble thinking he's going to work out there. So I'm going to say just right, but I feel like I want to say too high because I think there's potential for a train wreck here in a 5-6 loss season. And all of a sudden he's on the hot seat after one year and fans are yelling he doesn't fit with us. His personality doesn't fit. But maybe that's what's going to work about it, you know. So I'm going to say just right, but have an uneasy feeling saying that. It's the most awkward fit yeah, in it college is. football. It is. There is definitely the possibility that this goes terribly wrong. Like, you look at the other new coaches around college football this year. Mario Cristobal at Miami, great fit, right? Seems that way so far. Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Even Lincoln Riley as a West Coast guy, you could see it. You might not right. like it, but it feels like a good fit, right? It's the fit he wants, absolutely. Uh, what's the uh, what's the new guy's name up at Notre Dame? Dad Gummit. Uh, uh, Freeman. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Freeman. Freeman. Good fit. Yes, absolutely. This is the one you look at and you go, really? Brian Kelly, LSU? Ah, it feels like a weird. money grab by him because he, he – Obviously got a uh, significant bump in salary because right. otherwise you're a really good coach at a historic place that you did. Why fit. leave Notre Dame? Why leave Notre Dame? Yeah. I don't know. I, I completely respect your thought that there is the possibility this goes south because of the fit. Talent wise, they got talent. Sure, and they always have, they always will. I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, you've got them right. They're a top-ten team, should be every year. Right. Talent-wise, they're a top-ten team, but they have two glaring question marks, quarterback and head coach. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two kind of important things. Kind of important. And they might be fine. That's the thing. True. I mean, he's a great coach, so – he might be fine, and they might have a quarterback. Like, the Arizona State kid is a really good player. I think he's going to win the job. We'll see. We're going to talk to Chris Blair, play-by-play voice of the Bayou Bengals, coming up at the 8 o'clock hour. LSU at 10. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show. You have chosen wisely. T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. We're back. T-Row in the Morning Show. You're listening to The Ref Statewide. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. Terry and Jackie Saxon, same service you'll get from other any other realtor out there, but do it for a lot less, $8.99. That's the listing fee for them, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Go ahead. Let's see here. Where are we at? Uh, sounds like Kentucky needs to double, uh, double up event staff, yellow shirts at their next school pep rally to keep the peace. <laughs> I I would love to see like Calipari show up at a football game and Stoops have him escorted out. Like <laughs> get that guy out of my stadium. 
Uh, football and basketball coaches at Kentucky arguing happened 60 to 70 years ago, too. Rump and Bear Bryant fought over more money for their programs at Kentucky. Rump got more money. Bear Bryant left Kentucky. That's Bob by Lake Hefner. It's probably true. That's probably right. Yeah. It's probably right. We weren't here to report on it, but I bet that's right. Since 2016, Calipari is 23 and 25 against ranked teams, one and nine in his last 10. TJ's wow. right. He's massively underachieved. Looks to me like he needs to focus more on his job and less on football. Wow. He's trying to focus on his I job and get a new facility know. built. I did not know that that stat. That's a, one in nine in their last ten games against a ranked opponent. That's not good. That's astonishing yeah. at Kentucky. Uh, listening to Mark Stoops' accent and his born on third base comment sounded just like classic Bob Stoops <laughs> when he had his when he was at a press conference getting his point across. I could hear Bob too. That was Jim and Arlington. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is harder to win, though? A national championship, men's basketball or football, and why? Hmm. Less games to win one in football, but it's harder to get to that spot, too. It's harder to get to the spot. That's the difference. Yeah. There's yeah. only like, there's only like, you know, 10 teams that can win a national championship in football in any given year. Right. You know? But, and in basketball, there's way more than that. And then you've got to do the six-game run through the tournament and all that kind of stuff, as opposed to winning two games if you make. But building a championship-caliber program in football is a monstrous task. Where we've seen from time to time in basketball a one-off here or there. A team gets hot one season, comes perfectly together. Gets the right transfer that moves in at the right time that carries a team. Um, so, good question. Good question. Good question. I want to say basketball, but it's so hard to get a program to the point where they can even compete for a championship of football that that might, that might be what wins out there. All right, Chris Blair going to join us from LSU at 820 in the next hour. I want to talk a little NFL next hour as well. We'll be back. 